Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks Live here on the Slab Stocks YouTube channel. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We are here to talk about another topic in the sports car marketplace today. And the main topic for today's podcast slash YouTube live stream is the injured player markets. Um, I think that a lot of time we kind of bring up here and there, oh, by an injured player, uh, it could work out, but don't really give like too much context behind it or why or how it works out or when it works out. Um, and Nate did a good amount of research, and I also threw in a player at the very end myself um, to to look at, you know, that really why the injured player market could be an avenue for some low risk options. Uh, specifically, I think the injured player market of really good players because they all kind of follow, follow the same cycle uh, here or there along the way. Some obviously drop more than others, some bounce back less than others. Um, but we're gonna look take a look at the data later and uh, see what we can find out. Patrick, what is up, man? Good to see you today, and good good to see everyone else who's going to be joining along the way for today's uh, Monday live stream. Before getting into the main topics topic of the show, we have a couple things to cover. Uh, first is going to be this was just really cool for me to be at. Uh, as a lot of you know, I'm in England right now. The sad part about where I am right now is that I'm in Liverpool the day after. Um, we lost to Liverpool in the EFL final. So I went to Wembley last night and uh, got to see Chelsea play against Liverpool for a trophy. And then I had to take a train the next morning to the place that we lost to. So not great, but it was a really cool experience. And uh, it's really fun and actually an amazing match, given that we didn't win. Uh, 11 straight penalty makes for Liverpool and 10 for Chelsea, which is what was decisive. So... Not awesome, but uh, really awesome event to be at and pretty cool experience that. A couple more things. Oh, first off, I should let Nate say hi. I didn't even let Nate talk. He's just sitting there. Hola. Hola. <laughs> hey, it's... Uh, oh, Nate's it's back on the Spanish grind. 40, that's right. 42 degrees here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin today. So, uh, living life. Thank you for the weather update, Mr. Weatherman. That's right. <laughs> well, just just trying to become Mike try. Trout. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, it is 44 in Liverpool, and it was Ooh. raining earlier, but now it's not raining anymore. Tomorrow it should be ooh, 36 to 49, somewhere in that range. Not great. Wow, I would have thought it uh, would be uh, warmer in England, anywhere in England, than it would be here. Well, this is quite north, and when you get the rain mixed, I guess it gets kind of chilly. Uh, what's up, Global Sports Car Investor and AO? Uh, good to see you all here as well. But uh, speaking of our next travel plans, I just want to kind of give a Slab Stocks March travel plan um, for everyone here watching or listening on podcast because right now I'm in England, Nate's sitting in Eau Claire. Uh, sounds awesome. But we are going, well, actually, I am. Nate's not. I am going to New York with my dad, who uh, does all of our, our video shooting at different card shows and different trips and stuff, except for in England right now. Um, we're going to go to the Card Talk and Ryan Card Collector 2 is part of Card Talk. The trade night at Bleecker Trading. So that's on March 10th from 7 to 10 p.m. We were in New York about almost three years ago now, uh, meeting up with our friends Lou and Tyler, who this was way early on when we first met them through uh, well, with Gary V. And um, excited to go back. I haven't been back to New York since then. Mark from Bleaker Trains, an amazing guy. I know they host amazing trade nights. A lot get a lot of people to come down to the shop, check it out, hang out, and I'm really excited to go do that. So I will be super tired. I'm sure it's going to be a a long week after getting back, but it will be very fun to go do that and check in on some friends and uh, see what's up. 
Now, after the March 10th trade night, uh, we are going to be going to, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of what this is, but might not know exactly what it is. Um, it is the Mint Collective, and this is going to be the first Mint Collective in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is happening March 25th to March 27th, so towards the end of the month. This show was delayed from the middle of January date that was set, or end of January date that was set, um, due to the coronavirus uh, spike with the Omicron. So they pushed it to March uh, as a good call. And this is going to be one of the most unique shows slash, I'd say, card conferences that's happened. Uh, we have not seen anything like this really happen in our space, an accessible way to connect with basically every single um, person that really contributes a lot to the hobby as a business or individual. And then obviously all collectors can come too. So this is really quite the event that's going to take place. And I'm going to walk through a couple more things as able to gather here to show you all. Uh, but first off, what's up, Michael Brown? And what's up, Jack? Good to see you all here uh, for another Slapstacks Live. So Min Collective introducing a new kind of sports card memorabilia show. Like I said, March 25th to 27th. It's at the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas. And um, this is a pretty significant location here because there's a lot of UFC involvement um, with this event. You know, a lot of UFC fights go down in Las Vegas and uh, Mint Collective, which is, uh, I think, well, no, not I think. I know it is led by Collectible, um, the fractional trading app. They are leading the charge here and got a lot of UFC involvement with going to MGM Grand, which is run by IMG, I think is the, the event host there. And uh, this is the show plan. So this is a card show. I know a lot of people have heard about this as a like a uh, thought leadership conference, kind of like E3 for video games. But this is also a card show. There's multiple aspects to this event. Um, and these tickets are very accessible and affordable, which I can walk over in a little bit. Um, as you can see, there's a ton of major brands up here starting off with whatnot. Uh, you know, Bullpen, MySlabs, CSG, Collectible, PWCC. Um, you got Golden, Car Ladder, eBay, Panini, Steel City, Collectibles, Fanatics, Columbia Cards, Columbia Hobby, I meant. Um, there's a lot of different, and there's also a bunch of different tables in between there too, right? Like that is not just the ones that are on the outskirts, but there's a ton of tables in between there. So this is going to be a full-blown marketplace card show. And then on top of that, there's more to come too. But for the card show, if you're like, hey, I want to take a trip to Vegas for an awesome card show that not only Slap Sucks, but just about every single other brand company content creators are going to be at. Um, you can get tickets for as cheap as $15 a day. So the main show is accessible on Saturday and Sunday in the marketplace. There's a preview event on Friday for the marketplace too, which is like a VIP preview, like a Wednesday night deal at the national um, to go to the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You do have to buy the full gold parallel ticket. It says it's $350 to go to the full weekend. For the marketplace, you get a couple other bonuses like an exclusive NFL mosaic or NBA prism white spark or sparkle parallel NFT from Panini. Panini and, Panini and Tops are both heavily involved in getting people who are coming to this event um, different free uh, free items. And then you also get a commemorative ticket or poster by Andy Friedman, Top Spotlight 70. But the, the main thing is if you do want to go on the cheapest level, you can buy a ticket for both Saturday and Sunday for $15 um, a ticket. And you can get that on their website. Uh, let me look it up really quick. I just head up on my computer so I don't lead people astray. It's themintcollective.com. Um, and you can basically read about everything I'm saying right now and um, decide if you want to go or not. And uh, would love to have you there, obviously. But 
there's also a second aspect to this, which is more than just the marketplace. It is. Oh no. He's frozen. Can you still hear me? Aaron. Oh, there you are. I can hear uh, you. Mike, I can't sorry. see you. I don't. I see. Oh, there you are. You're moving again. Well, too. okay. At least you can hear and see me. So the Wi-Fi is not as strong here as it was in London. So hopefully it can make it through this entire stream tonight. But the other aspect of it is all the different sponsors and speakers and and everything to go into this because it is, like I said, a thought leadership conference where there's going to be all these different sessions held throughout the Saturday and the Sunday, I believe, um, for hours. I mean, there's there's they call them signature sessions from like 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, March 26th. We're all these different speakers, and I want to highlight a few here because they've appeared in different Slabsex content in the past, and they're all great individuals. Peter from SGC, most recently, a lot of people remember him uh, from talking about SGC grading, and that was a great episode a lot of people loved. And then our guy Cage Lawyer from Luca Tigers and Bronze, and also um, Andrew will be there too. I just forgot to put Andrew's face next to him. Sorry, Andrew. Um, and then Chris and Christina and Josh from Car Ladder, Jesse from PWCC, they've all, all all have appeared on Slapstocks Lives before. And then our next slide here has got Lane Sports Cards. They donate a lot to the Kesem Cherry Night last summer. Same with uh, Cherry. They're, he's from Australia, Grayson. So he's coming to the Main Collective, which is awesome to see. And he's also um, a big donor for the Kesem Cherry Night last summer at the National. Black Jade Wolf, uh, awesome team there. Uh, they're going to be a confirmed vendor selling cards and everything. And Kevin up here at the top, I don't know how many people know what Kevin does, but Kevin used to uh, take do photography for Panini, and I think might still do it, but he photographed a lot of the different cards from Eminence and Select Soccer. So I'm pretty sure he took the, the, the photo of Messi's record-breaking goal for it was something, I don't know if it was Argentina – um, all-time goal leader might have been, and that's on Eminence card. So that's really cool. And then Luke, the card artist or the cardist, um, sent me a sweet Giannis uh, custom card, which is awesome. He'll be there as a vendor, so I can't wait to see his artwork. Our guy Mark right there from uh, Bleaker Trading, already talked about at the beginning, but can't say enough good things about him. Uh, Scott with Starstock. Starstock was also a big donor for Custom Cherry Night, so I want to give him some love here, especially with Dibs too, because they also um, sent a lot. For custom charity night and uh, they'll all be there speaking as, as sponsors and everything so there is going to be just a live activity between all these different people and there's also many many more i just couldn't put every single person on all these slides so sorry if i uh omitted you but like i said at the main collective.com is where you can indeed read about all of that uh to go to all of the full week and full-blown 25th to 27th um you do need this thing called a mint signature ticket gives you as it says i guess they're guaranteed access to all the different days events speaker panels all this different stuff also i think it gives you access to vip like night where it's tons of different stuff involvement with ufc um it's called the collector's carnival i don't know what night that happens on it doesn't say on the website actually but it's like DraftKings lounges and different stuff in vegas um that's going to happen so there, there really is like if the, if you're really really into the hobby like this is going to be um, a super sweet event. And also, I know they have a referral program going where if you um, you know, refer a friend, both of you guys save $200 on the ticket so you can get down to as low as $500. So if two of you um, want to go and you know get each other to to the event, it can, you can save $400 combined. Um, but then also, if you do get the mint, the mint signature ticket, I wanted to point out that you get a bunch of other stuff with it too. Uh, you get actually a real card here of the UFC White Sparkle. Um, cards that that comes out i'm sure is a massive card rated rookie white sparkle short print and then the otani mint collective edition card from tops 
And then also that poster I was talking about earlier, plus free shares in Iconic Sports Collectibles from Collectible, um, who, like I said, are pretty, putting the event on. Plus, there's also extra exclusive opportunities, it says on the website, between Panini cards, prize draws, exclusives of autograph opportunities that the referral program, like I mentioned, and preferential room rates because there is an MGM, like the MGM Grand Resort is where this is going to be happening. There is a room block for the Mint Collective. So if you go to the website, check out more information. Uh, it'll tell you more ways that you can save and get to the event if you do want to. And here's just a schedule for everyone to see. If you do get the, the signature mint badge, like I said, gets you in all three days, all the different events. I don't think it matters, um, you know, what you go to. You can go to it all. Um, with the just the marketplace tickets, like if you just want to spend $30 on tickets, which is totally awesome, we're going to be mostly spending time at the marketplace, doing deals, going and talking to different vendors there. Um, you can do that for 30 bucks and you know, find a cheap flight to Vegas and, and maybe get a block of, you know, a room in the block that um, Mint has set aside and can probably do the trip for a pretty affordable amount. So that is what we got going on between the Mint Collective. I'm super excited for the trip. Actually, this is going to be my second time in Vegas. Nate, this will be your first time in Vegas for at least a card show? For a card show, yeah. I once stood in the airport and saw the strip for a good, like, 40 minutes and then got on my connecting flight. So. <laughs> Well, so pretty much first time in Vegas too. Yeah, essentially. But I, hey, I, by the way, uh, turn your mic yeah. on. What? Can you hear me? Like turn it on, turn it on to the actual mic so that you're talking through the mic. I think you're talking through your computer right now. What? Maybe I'm Maybe. wrong. Well. Let's see. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. If you can't, oh, fix son it, of a gun. Okay, it is the mic. Well, you keep going, and I'll fix this. <laughs> well, you're just going to give your thoughts because I just blabbled for a long time, or babbled, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, in, in general, we're going to cover the event. Excited to share it. And if Nate fixes his mic, I'll let Nate talk. All right, now he's just gone. So hurry back, Nate. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to move on without you. Uh, okay, we're just going to move on. Nate can give his thoughts. Uh, before we're getting on to all the injured player talk, uh, also, Harry, good to see you at the Northern Card Show, too, on Saturday. That was definitely a great time. I was happy to be there. Um, it looks like Nate just popped back in. Nate, are you back? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Sound better? Yeah, it sounds way better. All right, give me your thoughts on the show, and then we'll move on. Um, Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, first time that something like this has happened, like you said. And... Uh, I mean, they're huge vendors. I, d I don't think there's a ton of like literally tables, so it'll be see it'll be interesting to see what people bring. Because you know, if you go to a gigantic show like the National, you can find um, you can find a wide variety of price ranges uh, and other memorabilia and stuff. Um, so we'll see we'll see what they have there. I I'm very curious about that. I'm obviously. <clears throat> A little bit more curious about the card aspect than the speaker aspect, but I think the speaker aspect for those that enjoy that type of thing will be uh, pretty cool to pick the minds of people that own important companies in this hobby. Um, will be interesting for people that really enjoy that aspect and a kind of a one, a, a once in a life, not a once in a lifetime opportunity, but a a, a rare chance to get everyone in the same room. Does that make sense? That's a. I think that's the most interesting part outside of the national where like, yes, pretty much every single person I showed is also at the national and us included. Um, this is more of like a, a meeting of the minds because there's a speaker or there's a panel. I think, I don't know which day it's on. I should look quick, but,
but one of the signature signature sessions when they have a topic and they talk about it is very interesting. I'm trying to scroll to find it. Oh, I passed it. Sorry, everyone. I don't mean to waste time right now. I just got to control F this, I guess. Ah, the future of authentication and grading. So you have Peter, the CEO of SGC. You have Jeremy, the president of Beckett. Andy, the senior vintage card grader of CSG. Kevin uh, Lenane, the president of PSA. And then Derek, the CEO of Dallas Car Investors, is going to be the moderator. All sitting at the same table talking about authentication and card grading. That would be very interesting. That would be interesting. Now, you said this was being a lot. There's a lot of UFC stuff going on here at the same time. Yeah, not it's like I think it's part of mostly that that uh, collector's carnival thing I was talking about that is on Saturday night, I think. But so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of UFC involvement in Vegas in general. Who are we going to get in the ring? Well, who's 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 yeah. coming to who's which company uh, president is coming to blows with the other company president? That's that's what I'm curious. Or maybe about. how about this? What content duo is going to come to blows with the other content duo? You and me. <laughs> That's I'm right. Definitely, yeah. definitely <laughs> you me fighting. I just touch your skin, you melt. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly what happened. Um, all right. We got to move on, though. We got to move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Some minutes deep here. All right. Uh, we'll keep this one quick because I know a lot of people joined last night's PWCC weekly auction, but we had some different cards that ended. I want to highlight uh, Trey Young's 2018 Prison Mojo Auto BGS 9.5, so for 6.6K. That's up about 17% in the last year. While Luka Doncic's triple patch of 25 PSA 10. Also sold for 6.6K, which is an increase of around only 8% in the last year and a half. So that's really not that much. If you consider how much the car market, at least the high-end aspect, has grown, that specific card, nothing crazy. Uh, Prism Auto PSA 10 of Giannis sold for 13.2K compared to the 9.5 that sold for $4.68,000. And that's a huge difference. That's three times uh, the price for the PSA 10. Two years ago, the price gap was only two times the price. So it grew or around there, it grew around 40% the price gap. And that Giannis doubled in the last year, well that or in the last two years, while that 9.5 grew like 30%. So clearly you can see a difference in PSA 10 versus BGS 9.5. People are still going nuts for their PSA 10s. Um, and that's just how the market's going right now. So we got SGC 10 here of Josh Allen. This is a Jersey Relic rookie. I think it's pulled out of a blaster box for $240 as an SGC 10 gem mint, which seems like a lot. Compared to PSA nine optic pink hollow rookie that sold for two hundred thirty four, they're not seeming like a lot to you. How many times have you hit a blaster in a box of literally any rookie and been like, eh? Yeah. Eh. Now that raw card sells for seventy dollars. No, though, Nate, doesn't that also surprise you? Goodness gracious! Wow. So like a SGC ten at two forty makes sense based off of that, but seventy dollars for the raw. Uh, this card I've actually never seen before. It's a sticker with Ronaldo and Messi on there. It's like a card with both their stickers on it uh, from FIFA 365 in 2016. That's the only SGC 10 um, out there. It's over 324. And then the Pele, that is a Sportscaster Auto, sold for 516, the Slabbed Authentic. There was one that sold and buy it now on eBay for $1,000 uh, like two months ago. But who knows? Someone just hit a high buy it now. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a true market value. This one I know Nate's going to be intrigued with because a PSA 1010 Juan Soto Bowman Chrome Auto Sold for $8,700 last night. But the PSA 10, without the 10 auto, but with an auto that is a 10, sold for $7,200. That's a $1,500 difference between the two. That's a 21% price difference. And now PSA charges 20% upcharge 
if you get the 10 autograph on your card of the service fee, not of the card value of the service fee. I was about to say. Nate, what do you make of this? Is that ridiculous? I mean, if you've got a clean auto, remember when I had my my Juan Soto and we were going to send it into BGS, but then we we're like, well, maybe send it into PSA because the auto isn't good. Yeah, like um, 10 decades ago. <laughs> yeah, forever ago. I just I just wanted to bring it up that I at one point owned this <laughs> card and regret selling it. Uh, it's interesting to me that you can take this card and it's you grade it for 150 bucks, 100 bucks right now. Say you grade it for 100 bucks, 150. You pay twenty percent on top of that for sure to like three hundred. Hey, get upcharge like three hundred dollars probably. Okay, three hundred dollar upcharge. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you go buy all those and collect your one point two off of the top? Oh, you 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 would, except for the fact that I don't know. To me, it seems a little silly. Um, You're looking at some paper here that has six additional characters than this paper with the exact same ten autograph. That sold for 1.5k more. I'm not saying that the market isn't talking because it is, but I also think it's kind of nuts. And everyone in the chat too, if you think that this Juan Soto Auto PSA 10 is nuts, um, or the difference in price, please let us know if you agree with me, or if you don't agree with me, or if you think that you should go and buy all of the PSA 10 autographs for seven thousand dollars, risk it all, and then crack them and try to make a thousand five hundred per car. <laughs> I wonder if you can just can you just submit it and ask for a grade on the auto? You probably can. You probably can. Um, what, that's what we have. Oh. A question. Would you rather that Juan Soto 10-10 or a Juan Soto 10 with, a, I don't know, foil PSA 10 on top? Probably the two cards. You can sell the foil and make some money and hold on to Bowman Chrome or the opposite way around. Yeah, me too. G, GV likes what Hey, Nate's got a, Nate's got a fan out here. GV. Like Nate said, why not try and doing it if you have the capital? Yeah, if you have the money, I mean. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. You know, ten percent of that eight point seven k sale is eight hundred seventy bucks, right? So you take an eight seventy off the top. Um, well, not necessarily. That's not how the fee structure works, but. Well, yeah, but it's it's. It's this was eight point seven with the twenty percent, right? That's true. It might have. It might have been. Yeah. And so that actually and is ten percent would have been it then. Max is yeah. So in the end, after your fees, maybe you're making three hundred bucks. Probably not worth it in the end, but you never know. Yeah, Harry PSA upcharging based on grade and or graded value is the biggest con in sports cards. Now I've heard conflicting or not conflicting reports, but different opinions on this. Um, supposedly they, they have a massive insurance policy because they cover the guarantee. You know, they grade a $500,000 card and it com- and it's later to be found out that's fake. They will have to buy that card back at the fair market value of $500,000 if they grade that card. So basically they charge so much for that card. That's 500 K because I guess the insurance policy in case they, don't do their job correctly. They take hmm. it out and then it pays for it. So it's an interesting thought, but also I know a lot of people that are not a fan of how expensive it gets for how expensive a car gets. Cause the thought is, does it really take any more time or resources other than maybe looking at it for an extra 10 minutes? You know, say, say you, you are just a, a college kid buys one box. hits a hundred thousand dollar card, pure luck. Um, 
sends it sends it in to get graded and gets a PSA ten, and you only have you know, you maybe you maybe got had a got a birthday box or something, and you had an extra two hundred dollars to send it in, but you don't have an extra like five thousand dollars to get it back, <laughs> and once they upcharge you. There's a lot of people that say that they actually can't send a PSA for that reason. I don't know about a lot of people, but I've heard people say, like, yo, if my card gets a 10 and it's $10,000 versus $3,000, then they charge me an extra 500 but I just can't, like, really afford to add that in, you know? Like, I know, obviously, if you can't add it in, it makes sense to if it does Yeah, because then you just sell it but and recoup your value, but... Uh, I wonder if they do something to to help in that scenario if it's a special circumstance. I have no idea. But Harry also sounds about right. Why should the customers pay more in case they can't do their job properly? It just makes no sense. Pretty valid point. <laughs> yeah, imagine imagine like any other industry doing that. Like, hey, we want you to pay a little bit more for your car just in case it falls apart, you know. Yeah. I think that this is a oh, I meant to click this one. Um Elias, we need a scale on price differences for Bowman Chrome base versus out four ninety nine, out two fifty, out one fifteen each grade, etc. That would be dope. We actually used to do similar stuff to that back all manually. Um, haven't done it in a long time, but I would say it'd be really cool for Nate to to like talk with the car letter um, team and, and to try to develop some type of thing like this between all the different data that they have and and get something that compares the differences in colors between players. That would be cool. Players would be pretty cool because then you could pretty then you cool. could finally figure out because you know sometimes you're sitting there and you're like, should I buy, you know, should I buy two base autos, or should I buy you know one refractor, refractor auto. or maybe one purple, and you have to add in an extra twenty bucks or whatever, you know what would be the best option and it's sometimes it's hard to it's hard to figure out, uh, and that would right. really help. What up, man? You see that nasty wander first platinum I pulled yesterday. Oh, that was Brett that pulled. Wait, that was you? What? I was gonna Whoa. say it was the talk of the town last night. Last night on the on the PWCC Sunday bidding uh flip quest. That was every single person that came in was like, Nate, you see that wander? You see that wander? So well, many uh, Brett, people. congratulations. Brett, Brett I what's have the a question plan? for you. When you pulled it and you saw it, did you think it was just a foil and then you flipped it over and saw the one of one, or did you know it was a platinum right away? I am very curious because obviously it kind of looks, it looks very like rainbow foily from the pictures I saw. I want to know if you like, if it was different for you than what I would have expected. Cause I would have just been like, Oh, foil. Of course you would have flipped it over then to, you know, check to see if it had been gradable and then seen the one one but I am, I am curious. Well, we'll see what he says. Elias says it doesn't think he knew it was a one one uh, we'll keep moving throughout tonight's stream because we do have to get keep going on. But I did want to point out, everyone, uh, whoever did join last night in the PWCC Weekly Auction number 6, 800 of the items at the very end, uh, bidding was impacted. Bids couldn't go through, so it got pushed back to where all the 833 items that were impacted are now going to be ending on Sunday, March 13th, one of which was our uh, Anthony Simons. So technically it didn't sell. And my fingers are crossed. It's still as well on March Wait, 13th. your Anthony Simons so we'll didn't sell? I messaged you that this morning. You did? I missed it. Yeah, I sent you a, a snap message. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to go down March 13th. So let's, uh, fingers crossed, the Amphrey Simon stays hot for the next couple Wait, weeks. Wait, is it is it starting at the same price or is it restarting? No, it, re, it restarts. Oh. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. But uh, um, go ahead and talk about Brett's. He did not know it was a platinum, thought it was out of 76. I just, I can't imagine. I can't imagine thinking you hit a massive Wander Franco 
and then flipping it over to find out you hit an even massiver, massiver, more massive, <laughs> massive, a more massive Wander Franco. That that would be <laughs> electric. That would be. I'm sure Brett, you had to keep some cool hands on that so you didn't shake and drop it. But it's time. It's time. It's time for us to move on to the uh, main segment of of the podcast here. And and uh, Brett says, "Love your guys' content. Keep up the grind." Well, thank you so much. And Brett, keep pulling fire because that's one of the best hits of the year so far in 2022. Nate, fire us off here. We're talking about injured players because I know how much you like to talk about player gets injured, looking at his cards in a couple weeks. Let's see what happens. Now we're going to look at the data and see what it's all about. I do. I do like that. I I have always been a believer in player gets injured, buying the dip right after and seeing what can happen. Sometimes it doesn't work out. You'll kind of see that with the data here. But our first up is Luis Robert. He, uh, a uh, grade three strain of his um, hip flexor, something like that. Um, And he ended up missing 12 to 16 weeks. You can see that May 3rd, 2021 by Brett Taylor. Uh, Of course, the injury happened on May 2nd. And if you go to the next page, you'll notice we are looking at his Topps Chrome Pink. And I actually have, all right, I have to pull that up. Um, His Topps Chrome Pink, PSA 10. And I, I screenshotted the point there on the second. It was at $212. Which is a little bit lower than like the next, next, uh, it'd be right, yeah, right before that big, that big jump, like right afterwards, $212. And then it spikes up, which seems fishy as can be. But you'll notice that if you would have been like, oh, I got to buy the dip here directly after that, like right here, you're saying, yeah, in, in that downwards trajectory, you go to the end, you're not doing any better. Um, the most recent sales are like around $130. So I wanted to bring this one up first just to show you that sometimes, you know, we like to talk about buying the dip and, you know, player gets injured, people start selling off, you can get good money. In the case of Luis Robert, it wouldn't have worked very well. I think, but I think you missed it. I think if you bought, and obviously you have to buy the best price here at like 110 yeah. to 125 you and that's fair because he came back August 9th, which is a good point because if you go to which August right 9th in there, it's higher than what you could have gotten it before. Of course, it is lower than it is now. Um, But that is a fair, very fa- <clears throat> valid point there, Aaron, is that you could have made money. Um, Hard to know when when a thing will bottom out. But if you believe in a guy and you trust the process, I mean, you could have waited like a week this, and a half. This is about weeks. a month. About- I was gonna say this is about a month, I think, from when he got injured to when this point is about a month and a half, yeah. like the bottom. So about a month and a half, and then it looks like he returns about a month and a half after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe two months after that. So hurt in May, um, bottoms out in June, and props all the way back up by September. Yeah, beginning of September. Second example. Uh. Clay Thompson. So you've got a little tweet there, November 19th, 2020. Um, this is Clay Thompson's second injury, the disheartening team statement on Clay Thompson's season injury injury, blah, blah, blah. Achilles tendon, MRI confirmed out for the year. So he was coming back from his ACL tear that he ha- that happened in game six of the finals, the previous in 2019. 
And then he was working out in the off season. And I just saw a report that he said he was like 10 pounds heavier than he normally is, which is when he hurt his Achilles. So that probably played something into it. And then he was out for 2020. And then you go to the graph and we're looking at his 2012 prison base here. I tried to get cards that had a decent amount of um, points. I know base sales points. I know base is like you're looking. If you look at this graph, you can see two two spikes and in the middle of this, these two peaks here is when he got injured right at the right at the top of that right there where Aaron's cursor is. Um, that is the 11-11 date sold for $1,125. And then he gets injured and within two weeks or basically two weeks later, it's down to $670, um, which is a perfect you know buy buy the dip as the cards just psh, psh, shot straight down. Now, of course, he didn't play at all, but 2021 happened. And Prism base, um, the whole market exploded. So you can watch again this whole market. For the just, second time. Yeah, just just shot up without him doing anything. Um, so this is a graph that you should not expect to have happen again. Like there's it's very unlikely the the little section down here between eleven six and like two twelve, that's a little bit more likely. You buy it at the bottom, you you get a couple hundred dollars maybe, um, but you're never going to be picking up, you know, a thousand dollars off of a card buying it any anymore. Yeah, and I, I like to point out one more time here is that if you did get this thing between the six to six fifty range, like, yeah, you're not doing much better today as it sits at what. Like six seventy five, but there and I'm not. I'm going to ignore the complete ridiculous jump at the start of twenty twenty one for this Clay Thompson card. That just makes no sense. But if you do have it, like as he's starting to come back this season, the normal buy it when he gets hurt, sell it when he returns time frame, you are going from about six twenty five to around like eight fifty to thousand dollars. I mean, if you buy it, it at the bottom and sell it at the top, but right. But keep in mind too. Keep in mind. I know that why Nate got these cards in the graphs because it's very, you can't read a graph on a card that sold three times in the last year. It's not going to show you a trend at all. But there's a lot of other cards that you could have bought after you got injured, like autographs, like serial number cards, like raw cards you can grade. So many different things you could have bought in this range here after you got injured and sold around here and made good money. Uh, for example, we bought a Clay Thompson Eminence Patch Auto. I really valued it because it's out of 10. It was on card. It was game worn from 2014 Eminence. Not even a rookie card. I think we got it for like $1,000. And when he returned, uh, we got like a, I think it was a $2,600, $2,700 sale on it. So clearly that, you know, that's outperforming this prison based PSA 10. And that's just on one that I didn't even buy when he got hurt. I bought it like two months before he came back from injury. Yeah. So there's and definitely a lot of things you could. Sometimes yep. you look at you look at this and you see the, the 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 trend upwards. There's a million price points in that once it bottoms out, there's like a million little dots in there that it just looks like a glob going up. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, there's a lot of like always oh, been injured, I have to buy mentality. If you wait a while, there's still a bunch of price points over here when it's going down, but um I think people kind of probably forget. 
if it's a long-term injury. If it's six to eight weeks, yeah, bye. Like Chris Paul, bye. Would you agree? Bye when it when it right after injury news. But if it's something like an Achilles tear, maybe you can wait three months and wait for people to just completely forget Clay Thompson exists and then buy in. Yeah, like what Nate said is true. If you bought it middle of the summer 2021, you're only beating that for like seven different sales maybe in here or something like that. Yeah, and then so you don't have your you money tied your up support. for you don't have your money tied up in it for uh, eight months All because months. again now, we are completely we're completely ignoring this huge spike because that was I don't want to say artificial but it's not going to happen again. Yeah, it, it it doesn't correlate to any real market trend by player playing better or set you know, or rarity or anything like that. Um, move, moving on to our next one though, back to baseball here with Mike Trout. Yeah, um, I was going to do football, and then it's just really hard to, like, I mean, I've got some good football do? ones we've done. You, you would have to go back to Dak Prescott when he broke his foot yeah. or ankle. And that, and that's so – that it, it's tough because once you get too far out, it's like an old market. I try to keep yeah. things relevant and new because it's kind of this new market we're in compared to what it was in, you know, 2018, whatever. Um, I don't actually remember when Dak got right, hurt. 2020? Yeah, it's 2020, yeah. Um, but that's still in the midst of the different market. Yeah. So that's why most of these cards are new. And actually, Mike Trout's not back from injury, but I thought it was a good point, was that Mike Trout was expected to miss six to eight weeks with a calf strain. May 18th, 2021, this report comes out by Jason Owens. Mike Trout, placed on the injured list, expected to miss six to eight weeks. Um, And then you go to the next slide. There we go. And this is obviously I didn't want to keep doing base. So we chose something a little bit a little bit um better. But uh we're talking 517 was right before he got or the day he got injured. Right before right he got injured saying? May 17th. That article is on May 19th and this was a high of 5700. And then you watch as it just slowly well, goes down. A little, a little lower than this one, but yeah. But it slowly goes down as, as uh, you know, six to eight weeks is showing up, going by. Trout's still not back. Goes down um, heading into October there, even a little bit lower. There was a brief point up. And then the offseason, it was even lower. And now it's started to go back up, probably just because people are assuming that Mike Trout is going to be back and healthy. Um, and so you don't even really sometimes need – somebody like Trout to play as long as there's just rumor that he will be playing. Yep. So if you did buy for like 31 to 3,200 here, I'm assuming 33. Now, of maybe. course that is off season. It is. It is. You're right. Like if you were like, Oh, I'm going to buy in October, you're still spending 4k and you're making like no money after fees right now. Yeah. Um. So you'd have to wait longer until the off season, but also it's worth pointing out like, Nate, if it said six to eight weeks, and most people were expecting a report, he missed the entire season mm-hmm. or the rest of the season. And, and I, you'd I make, you may be assuming here you think it has an effect? I think it has an effect. I think this market, I think this card would drop lower if it would have said at the time out the entire season. I think there would have been a bigger, bigger drop in this market than people expecting to be back six to eight weeks and then. Not happening, not happening, not happening, but people not selling because they're still expecting him to be back by the end of the season. 
I think you might see this market at like three thousand two month three months earlier. If if it is announced that he would be uh, out for the year, um, Jamie, great question. We're gonna get to those players right after uh, we get through all the different discussion here. Um, this is a good question here since we're on Trout. Nate, what would his market have been like if he elected free agency and signed with, say, the Dodgers, Yankees, or Phillies? I don't think his market would have been any better if he signed with Philly. Obviously, from New Jersey, big Eagles, probably a Phillies fan growing up, probably a, you know, 76ers and Blackhawks, or not Blackhawks, um, Flyers. Sorry, Philly. Um, but I don't think there's probably, just because he's close to home and playing for his home quote-unquote hometown team. I don't know if there's going to be huge movement if he was a Philly compared to if he's an Angel. But, yeah, if he was playing for the uh, crosstown team, the Dodgers, or playing with the Yankees, you imagine if he donned a a Yankees uniform, what these cards would be? Insane. Insane. Dude, think about how much Jason Dominguez sells for him. That man hasn't even played above A-ball. Correct. I mean, there's there's literally no shot Jason Dominguez becomes Mike Trout. Yeah, not even close. Um, but basically, the point here is that not all injury news is correct, I think. I think a lot of times you hear injury news and you want to believe it, especially if you're a fan of the player. Like maybe Zion Williamson coming back pretty early in the season and then setbacks happen, setbacks happen, and now what, we're on February 28th and no games. Um, I actually do think that this is a valid point, and I, I brought it up a lot, and I guess I wasn't thinking about it because Mike Trout, right? Mike Trout is tip-top of the iceberg when it comes to MLB players. Um, but then you look at a team like the Dodgers and guys like Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, Mookie Betts, all on the same team, all kind of undervalued. And I wonder if it's because they're all on the same team. And I think we'll find out if Corey Seager stays healthy this year what his prices do with the Rangers as kind of the face of that franchise, I think we'll kind of be able to tell um, if there is an effect of having too many stars on the Dodgers and not enough people wanting to buy into any single individual player. Um, And I think we're going to kind of figure that out this year with Trout healthy and Otani healthy. If they both stay healthy, what's going to happen to their markets if there's two stars on the same team that are as um, big as they are? Because those are, you you know, that's two of the five best baseball players in the world. Um, as and, long as they're and everyone everyone was pouring their money into Otani as he was hitting home runs and striking out players. But when Trout's not playing because he's hurt, just an afterthought. But yeah. Nate's right. If, if Trout's back healthy, playing really well, it will be interesting to see. And I always – I don't know about always, 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 but at least I do like to su- subscribe to the not on huge market but star player face of the franchise can do really well like that. Mm-hmm. Um you, you need attention. You, yeah, Yelich did super well um, when he was back-to-back almost MVPs, you know? Like, his market is awesome then, and that's on the Brewers. Giannis has gained an insane amount of market value. He's on the Bucks, you know? And mm-hmm. for us, we love that. For other people, maybe not as much. But it is. It's. I think that it doesn't really matter as much as maybe people say too. Jamal Murray time, Nate. Yeah, so then we kind of got to, all right, those guys are back or – you know, Trout's case, not expected to be out a long time. Um, and, de- you know, definitely he's just back. Um, Jamal Murray. Obviously, his last game was on April 12th, 2021 against Golden State. He got injured. He was out the rest of the last year. He has not played this year. 
And so your mind kind of goes, well, if we're looking at those dudes as examples and their prices went up um, after after injury. Now, obviously, they're most of them, if not all of them, are back down to or lower than what you could have bought them at. But they briefly went higher. Right. You could have made money. You're probably not making money now if you held on to any of those guys like Louise Robert. But you could have made money. And then you look at a guy like Jamal Murray injured for the better part of a year now. And he will be coming back. I heard rumors March, him and MPJ, both. Um, Nugget's about to get a lot better. And you look at his his 12th injury on April 12th, and you see the price there, April 7th, 2021, $1,500 for a Prism Silver PSA 10. Now, you got to remember, this is pretty close to the start of 2021 when cards were hot. So take this with a grain of salt. Um, but then six days later, same card, day after he gets injured for the year, and it's $881. Um, and you, you, ridiculously, you could have made money, right? No, you couldn't have made money. Could you have made money? You could have made you, a little bit of money. You could have made a little bit of money afterwards around July. But for the most part, it's down, all the way back down to the low point. Um, of this, is, this is the lowest, just about the lowest point it's been though since before the bubble started. Yeah, and so that that to me says, all right, I'm buying in. I'm buying into a Jamal Murray Silver Prism PSA ten. And remember, Jamal Murray Silver Prism PSA ten is not like all the other Silver Prism PSA tens. The 2016 set, very rare Silver PSA tens. There's only 173 Jamal Murrays, 300 total. 298 total. That is minuscule compared to really all the other years, all the other years outside of 2012 and 2013, potentially 2014. I'd have to look up a guy like Joel Embiid, but um, I, I think compared to 2014, also that's pretty darn small. That's got to be less than 2015, I think, with a guy like Booker. Um, and is it going to get a little bit more? Is it going to get to 1600? Probably not. Probably not. But he comes back healthy, and the Nuggets are playing well in the playoffs with him. In MPJ and Jokic, twelve hundred. I can see that. Eleven hundred. And uh, just just to be clear, is that twenty fourteen silvers by at least book or uh, Joel Embiid is more rare than the Jamal Murray, so it's not as rare as twenty fourteen. But if I ain't misspelled Booker, I'd be able to tell you in like two seconds. Um, how many PSA tens of Booker there are? There are. So there's 177 PSA tens of Booker, 329 total. So there's more of Booker than Murray. That's from the year before. Back to baseball, though. All right, back to baseball. So then my mind went to Ronald Acuna. Obviously, people are expecting Acuna to be back, but he played his last game July 10th, and I've got a couple prices there for his Bowman Chrome first PSA 10, and we're looking at seven five, three hundred and ten dollars. Seven eleven drops. 50 bucks down to $254. So pretty good drop. Um, he got injured there, obviously, the day before that $255 sale. Um, that's just rough. That's rough timing. Imagine having an auction going and the dude gets injured the day before you sell. That would stink. Um, not great. Not great. Not, not great. Not great at all. But you can see that the price did go up. And a lot of this, I think, has to do with the fact that they were a playoff team and you could have probably made some money um, just because they were, 
not even a playoff team, but a, a World Series champion, even though he wasn't playing. <laughs> but now, if you would have held, if you would have bought, say, before the break or before the um, injury, you're basically back to where he was at. And if you bought after the injury, you're up only like $40. So what I'm trying to say is I feel like buying base cards like this, even a Bowman Chrome first, not the move off of injury. Would you agree? No, which which is a good point because I think it's good to bring this stuff up, right? Like we could have sat here and just pulled up every single rare card example. Like you could have made X amount of dollars if you bought this rare card. But it's also good to bring up what maybe you shouldn't buy when these situations happen. I'm saying like a Jamal Murray silver PSA 10, like, yeah, it's not numbered, but, you know, 175 PSA 10s, that thing can move quite quickly. Something like multi-thousand PSA 10s around Acuna cannot move as quickly. Um, It takes a lot more buying power to move that market. And uh, just something for marginal gains here and really none to this point, just or barely any post-fees, just doesn't really seem worth it to try. Correct. Especially so, when I know that the that the rare baseball market's been moving well. Yeah. So if you want to move to the next slide. So we have a different card here. Uh, Ronald oh, Acuna. nice. Nate did, Nate did good work here. Yeah. Ronald Acuna again. Um, but you can see here, 7-6 down to $1,200. 7-18, a week after he gets injured, down to $800. And then the very last sale was 950 which is a $150 profit off of um, the, the the sale directly after he got injured. And the reason I bring this up is because this is still a non-numbered card, like the Bowman Chrome base, and obviously it's significantly more expensive. You'd have to put. You don't. Even, of, they don't even know what card this is right now. I know. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask oh. you to, to guess. Um, or I'll just bring it up because that's gonna be hard to guess. Um, but what I'm trying to point out is that. Still non-numbered. You still don't have to break the bank. Obviously, eight hundred dollars is a lot. Three hundred is a lot easier to spend than eight hundred, but it's eight hundred is easier to spend than twelve hundred. You know, and you're still making money, and there's still room to grow because I don't. Twelve hundred wasn't even close to being the high. Sixteen hundred was the high. Um, twelve hundred was, you know, four hundred bucks off that. Eight hundred, four hundred dollars off that. You're making nine fifty right now. And if you go to the next slide, because I couldn't fit it in. Wait, 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 wait. Let's ask yeah, the yeah. chat. What card do you think that this is of Ronald Acuna Jr.? You might you might be just guess a set or you might guess a card exactly and maybe you get it. But just throw a guess in. If you're watching right now, throw in a guess so we can start to bring up some audience comments too. I'd love to do that. As I see Chris is throwing in lots of audience comments. He said Acuna missing on the World Series killed his value. Uh, so his value increased the year after he won the World Series. And yeah, I think that would have been really good, obviously, for him to be active during the World Series. And the thing that stinks for Acuna is it's really hard to win the World Series just once. Super hard to win it two years in a row or twice in a career. I mean, you look at Chipper Jones and all those Braves teams, you know, how good how much how good of pitching they had, how good of players they had. Uh, you look at the Dodgers and how absolutely loaded they are, and they have one championship despite spending oodles and oodles of money and being excellent drafters and being excellent scrap heap guys with guys like Chris Taylor and Max Muncie. And yet they have one World Series. Like, it's super hard to win. And so, Ronald Acuna, that was probably his best chance of winning a World Series and getting that boost that Juan Soto has. And yet, it's gone. Kind of stinks. Well, we have at least one guest here from Patrick O'Connell. Thank you so much for I like it, Patrick. Top spoil. <laughs> top not spoil. Top it's not top spoil. We're going to reveal it right spoil. now. Let's Anyone reveal. else might throw a guess. But we have a 2018 Topps Chrome X-Fractor PSA 10. 
And and that's the thing. Like this is rarer, rarer than than prism refractor, rarer than refractor, rarer than um, a pink, but not as rare as a purple number to two fifty, or a green number to ninety nine, or a blue one one fifty. You know. Um, and yet you can make a very pretty penny sitting at 950 right now. You could have bought it for 800 sitting at 950. And I expect this card to break a thousand thousand one hundred by the time the season starts. And so you look at these two, you look at these two Ronald Acuna graphs, the base card, you're barely making any money from before he got injured. And it's just hasn't moved the needle to this that has moved decently, uh, decently well. Um, pays pays to invest a little bit more money and get the rarer card. I think that's what we're seeing a lot. Um, I would say, and if you are on a budget, sometimes you have to look at raw and look into grading. Or sometimes you have to look into what's the type of thing that people want to buy to actually have in their collection too. I would. I don't think that many people are trying to buy a base Ronald Acuna non graded to have in their collection. Most likely. Um, so sometimes that works out better because you can find a buyer easier who's willing to pay a little bit more. Dustin May. We got Dustin and May. The last one I had was Dustin May because we grabbed a pretty significant star in the M- NBA. We grabbed a pretty significant star in the MLB. So I figured I'd go tiers and tiers lower and grab Dustin May. Now, Dustin May himself is a very nice pitcher. He had a under three ERA in his like 25 innings he pitched. As a starter, five five games with the Dodgers last year before he got injured. Um, Clayton Kershaw might not be back with the Dodgers, so Dustin May might play a more significant role on this next year's team, which would be interesting. So, like he's he's a very good pitching prospect and significant, but to the card market, he is not significant. And you're looking here; he got injured against our Brewers May first through 1.2 innings, and then was out for the rest of the year, and. That was on May 1st. On April 29th, his Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10 sold for $94. Now, this is probably a very low pop card. Keep that in mind. Sorry. I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. But I know you weren't done talking about it yet. I'll pull it back up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... 94 bucks and you can see you can see the trend. There was a few that weren't even close to $94, but a little bit higher than the bottom. Um, but mostly it's way, way down, and now it's down to $20. And the reason I bring him up is because you want to talk about a guy that's a buy coming off an of injury. Dustin May was really good. Elbow injuries aren't as scary as they used to be. This is a dude who's going to get major innings for a major team. Um, and, you know, we're talking 20 bucks. 20 bucks for a Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10. There's no reason this card can't be a $40, $50 card if he's pitching well. So uh, I uh, I think oh. of all the guys we've gone through, this might be your best buy. This might be your easiest path to money. And this is a budget buy too, 20 bucks. And it's a budget buy. But honestly, you could buy, you could buy, you know, instead of one, instead of one um, Ronald Lacuna Bowman Chrome first, PSA 10 for $300 right now, right? You could buy 15 of these Dustin Mays. Wh- which one do you think is going to make more money? Probably this one. You got more flexibility, too. 
I want to point out Nate. Nate called out that he got injured on what was that Nate? Well, the the, May, the point May before 1st. injury. May first. So the January point. January 9th was the last. Was the January April twenty ninth or April twenty ninth? Yeah. So it's April 29th. The funny thing is that Carlyer started to track pop reports on April 29th exactly. Oh. So April 29th, there was 50 graded of this card, 51. Today, there's 317. Okay. So we're talking about six times the supply in the market, which definitely contributed to the price dropping on top of the injury. But this is a good point here is that you see here from April 29th to December 2nd, that thing went from 51 to 240 or 246. 270 by January 6th. From January 6th until now, yeah, there's been like 30 more added. But there's not hasn't been like 300 more added. And if you buy after this card's flattened out like this and the supply is not coming to the market super fast, since you can see that the, the curve's starting to flatten here for the Dustin May PSA 10 getting graded, that's a pretty good recipe, Nate, isn't it? Yeah. And, and honestly, 317 looks really bad when you're comparing it to 51. But 317 does not look bad when you're comparing it to a ton of other cards in this market. Like 25,000 around update PSA 10s? Correct. And so I just, I'm, I mean, I, I've always liked Dustin May, but he showed, I mean, he threw 25 innings, had an under three ERA, had 35 strikeouts in those 25 innings, is pitching for a major team. Um, The major team just lost, not their best pitcher, that's Walker Bueller, but you know, their second best pitcher in Clayton Kershaw, if he and he might come back, he might come back. But um Dustin May is gonna be a major player. And if and if what David Supple says, Dustin May will be the Dodgers lights out closer, even if he's their closer. If he becomes their closer and is absolutely filthy and dominant for the Dodgers. You know, Josh Hayes beat this was twenty dollars. This was selling for more than twenty dollars if this was Josh Hader's card like this at the peak. Yeah. Of Hader. Um, good, good example though, Nate. I like it. My example, my one example I came up with for this was a soccer card. Cause I want to get some soccer action here for all of you who love uh, soccer football cards, especially since I'm out here right now, it just fell right. So I got Ansu Fati. This is a contenders PSA 10. Of course, this specific card was very sought after back when soccer was exploding back in March and April, 2021 got as high as $800. And as you can see, there's a steep drop off here, 750 all the way down to 300, all the way down to 200 within a few months. Um, some of this was uh, you know, manufactured by just this type of market in the soccer card market going down, but a lot of it was really Fati's injury. If you see here at the top, Ansu Fati, four operations in six months on his knee, that is not good. Um, he came back at one point, which is what I want to point out, is that this card went from $600 on May 5th. This report was on May 4th from uh, Javier Miguel about his fourth operation. And within two months, it was down to $209. That is minus nearly $400 in two months. And then Fatih comes back. He did score a goal in his debut back, I want to say, and jump back up $200 to 403 on September 30th. Now, at this point, as of Feb- uh, February 20th, 2022, it has dropped back down to 195, which is below the low it was on July 3rd because Fatih is injured and out again. Now, Barcelona is looking really good. Anyone that's into soccer knows that Barcelona is on a nice little run right now. They beat Napoli as they scored four goals in the Champions League last week. Um, they just scored four goals in other, their last two La Liga matches, I want to say. And Xavi's got them playing some really good football right now. 
And uh, I'm a big fan of what Barcelona is doing. If he can stay healthy and come back, this would also be a card. I don't have any Ansu Fati anymore, I don't think. Maybe if I do, it's just a couple of cheap ones. But definitely not this contenders card. And it might be a good one to look into. Um, just because of the nature of how it dropped and if he can come back and stay healthy. Now, ifs all around, right? Like, Fati is a big risk, too, with the injury. Multiple injuries, multiple operations. But as you can see, when someone comes back and there's hype, and if he can score a goal, it can double pretty quickly from there. Not saying it'll happen again, but it might. What are you grabbing, Nate? Oh, yes. Here it is. I just think we do a quick giveaway. What? What do we got? Oh, is that an auto? Top Series 1 rookie auto I've just been have kicking around. Put that up again. Look at that. Score of the moment. Nate's talking about Dustin May. Big season this year. He says, let's give away a Dustin May card live on the stream. So we're going to do this like we do on the PWCC bidding nights. I'm going to put a line in the chat. Uh, Put a number one below this line and only a number one. No, No words with it. And that will enter you to win Nate's Dustin May. 2020 top series one on card rookie auto rookie logo. Rookie logo. Love it. Look at that. Little There's surprise a little giveaway on there, but it's not on the it's not on the card. It's on uh it's on the case. Let me get a better case. <laughs> Let me get a better sleeve too. But yeah, I knew I had this kicking around. We got a lot of people in here. Everyone's a little quiet tonight, but we got a lot of people in here ready to win in Dustin May. Hey, so like, we'll let this go for we'll let this go for a few minutes here. Um, I'll say two more minutes until six oh four Central Time, and then I'll grab the list together. And then as I'm grabbing the list together, I'm, I'm going to ask you all to ask a few sports card related questions, and Nate will uh, answer some as I'm pulling the list together to end off the stream tonight. Perfect. So thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate, for uh, very graciously giving a Dustin May auto to someone to sell when comes back and dominates. Yeah, that's the hope. Uh, jokes on the uh, your somebody's loss is your gain because I think I tried to sell this on eBay and uh, dude never paid and uh, never felt like relisting it. So <laughs> there you go. Here we are. It all works out. Oh, what about MPJ Hayden Jones? Good question and Zion too. So MPJ, we don't have MPJ's dad in here. Although I kind of thought that Nate was going to get, which is why I have MPJ on the outside cover of this entire I did video. think about MPJ but then I went with Jamal Murray. So I will I I can screen share quick here as as we're letting this giveaway happen do a little bit of a on the fly look at MPJ's Prism Silver PSA 10 of course on Carletta Pro. Um so if we look at the last 6 months this will give us the view of when his kind of injury started. Man going to the season this Prism Silver PSA Ooh. 10 here popped 2087 was as high as $840. Big disappointment because once he got injured, this thing dropped down like crazy, like really bad, really, really bad, all the way to 165, 168. But recently been getting some heat as the rumors are turning up, and now it's up to 250, it looks like, with the last seal being like 186 before that. But that was kind of off from all the other 250s. So, yes, it has increased some. It's got a long way to go to get back to the four to $500 range, which is what I would say MPJ's peak hype was. Well, okay. Excluding the bubble, excluding the crazy increases, but like the peak, like coming this year, people were expecting him to be co-star number two to Nikola Jokic, and injury just completely derailed that. This graph looks so ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. Uh, What do you have to say about what do you have to say about him being 
playing poorly before he got injured. You do know that he was playing with like a pretty injured back for a lot of those games, right? Still playing poorly. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's let's have Nate tear his knee like he did in softball. Throw him out there for five games and see how well he plays. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hurt, but I didn't hey, tear my knee. I know, still intact. Know. Hurt real bad though. I, I want to point out really quick here: two years on this graph, only a sixty-six dollar game. People bought this in March seventh, twenty twenty, which was before the NBA season got suspended or not suspended. Yeah, suspended because of COVID. Oh my gosh! Look at this, man. Look at this. <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious. But yeah, that's where we're at on MPJ Silver itself. Um, uh, and now I'm going to close off this giveaway. This next line I'm placing, do not place ones underneath this, Nate. You don't either because that is going to close the giveaway off for the Dustin May. P, or not PSA 10, but Dustin May uh, on there her auto go. things. Today. Oh, there we go. I should just hold it like that. On card, baby. Thanks to Nate. Shout out to my top series one ripping days. <laughs> Nate, good questioning from Patrick O'Connell. And yes, as, as I'm doing this, feel free to throw in your uh, questions. If they're for yeah. Nate. Uh, that's awesome because I have to put together a list. If you have a soccer question, I can maybe try to answer. Uh, Nate, would you rather buy a Tatis Bowman first refractor auto PSA 9 for 4K or a base auto PSA 10 for 5K? Um, when push comes to shove, I'm always going with scarcity. One's numbered to 499. One, we don't know how many Bowman Chrome base autos there are of Tatis. And I do think, I do think um, down the line, down the line, that will probably matter more than a PSA 10 or a PSA 9 grade. So I would go with the refractor if it's if it's a long-term hold. Um, ooh, and then Austin asks about Tyler O'Neill. I love Tyler O'Neill, and I hate saying it because he's a Cardinal. Um, Aaron? Don't say it, Nate. Come on. He's so good, and he's so undervalued. <laughs> Nobody gives him respect, and yet he is super good. Super good. Got power for days. Has a good eye at the plate. Uh, pretty good defensively. There's not much to hate about Tyler O'Neill, and I think he's just going to keep getting better. Will he be a 900 OPS guy? I don't know about that, but high 880s for a number of years? I could see that happening. Um, so Tyler O'Neill is a stud, and not only that, but I saw a video one time of him bench pressing 405 pounds. When's the last time you saw a baseball player bench pressing 405 pounds? That dude is jacked. He really is. Um, I want to add in to Patrick's question here is that I really think that Nate's answer is spot on, especially for saving the money, especially because the refractor auto of $4.99 just looks so much better. Like It just looks so much better than the base auto. Also, moment of silence for Aaron. Buying a Tatis refractor auto of $4.99 for $50, grading it for $20, getting a BGS 9.5, and selling it for $250 in a matter of a month. Way back when. Was that after he got Moment traded? Silence. That was, was after he yeah. got traded to the Padres? Yeah, it was. Can you imagine? Could you imagine a team nowadays taking uh, <coughs> who would be a who would be a Justin Shields type type guy? That'd been like that'd been like the Dimebacks trading uh maybe not. That'd be like the Dimebacks trading Madison Bumgarner and his contract right now for a for Fernando Tatis. Type of thing, except we don't know that Fernando Tatis is going to become Fernando Tatis. Yep. Such well, an absurd trade. I messed that one up. That's okay though. Uh, 
Brandon, I typed in the chat, but 2018 was Dustin May's first Bowman Chrome auto. I don't know if it has the first logo on it, but was it the first one that he's had? Like his first auto was in 2018 Bowman Chrome. Um, all right, we got the list here. Some good odds for everyone. So uh, hopefully you all are excited to come away with the Dustin May auto if you win. There's uh, pretty good odds to win. And email us info at slabstocks.com if you are the winner, and we will align. You want to type that in before we name. start? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it before we start. Um, email us if you are the winner. Here we go. One, Nate, I can't wait to guess. This is our best odds to guess correctly. This is our best Two. odds. Here we go. Okay. I'm going with Michael. Michael Ham. No. Mm. Mm. Oh, not with the gut? <sighs> yeah, I'm going with Michael Ham. I'm sticking with it. Okay. All right. I'm going with Freddie Ar- Arbio. Three. Ah, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle. Ed- Edgar. Congrats to Kyle. We got three times in the randomization. Emails info ch- at slabstock.com. Freddie? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, Bro. I didn't. Bro, Bro, I curse people. I curse Dead people last. straight up. Aaron should never uh, pick a name. Freddie, I apologize. Woof. Magic, I don't think you were. Magic, you didn't the... you didn't enter, bro. Yeah. Shame, shame. I don't see I don't name. One. It might it might not have came through. But there you go, Kyle. Info at slabsocks.com. Info at slabsocks.com. Send the email. We'll set the shipping details. And I see two questions left here. Um, Nate, thoughts on Kyle Trask? I'll add in mine too. All I know is that I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to go into the year with Kyle Trask being their starting quarterback. I would be super shocked if they did. I that that is that is all I got on Kyle Trask. I do not think I do not think the Buccaneers with that team, even though they just just lose um that uh Marpit guy there at left guard or whatever. Uh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his first name now. Uh, he retired. Um, but uh, and Gronkowski's probably gone. But I can't. And who knows? Chris Godwin might be gone. But I cannot see them running into the season with the rest of their roster and going out there with Kyle Trask. I just can't. See I can't it. see it either. Um, Joey Bart. Joey Bart. He's been down the prospect rankings a lot. Is he starting in San Fran this year? A good question. I don't, I don't have. Nate, an answer did you play him. ball? Nate, did you um, play ball? Nate did not play baseball. He's just he's just a fronter like me. I never played soccer. No, but I, I mean, I, I played through high school, but uh, there's only so much you can do as a as a five six five seven on a good day. I have measured on at five day. seven before. No big deal. Who's bragging? Um, but there's only so much you can do as uh, as uh, five six five seven baseball player. So there was no moving on for me. You tell me you couldn't become the next Jose Altuve. That's what I'm saying. Not blessed. <laughs> not blessed with the same hand-eye coordination. Also, I was I was making a joke. Nate did play a lot of baseball, and that's why he knows so much. And also reading a million articles too, <laughs> yep. and listening to a million podcasts. Uh, what is Randy Rosarena's main card? I'd say his first card, and Nate can add it on this, is his 2020 top uh, top series one rookie. Uh, of course, it's more of the rarity with those, though. Don't buy the base. But, Nate, what else What do you think is a good um, uh, one to search for? 
obviously series one golds foils that type of stuff uh chrome anything chrome sapia refractor color you know that that good stuff i do think his top score sapphire is in a raised jersey it is um, it's super nice card so that would be an interesting one i would stay away from the tops update tops chrome update yeah, no. and tops chrome sapphire update which is in a raised jersey um just doesn't hit the same not not his first card not very excited about it. And I don't think he's the type of player where people are going to be like, I can get one in the Cardinals jersey or one in the Rays jersey, and he's so good. And it's the, you know, if this was like the Yankees, I could see that happening, right? But it's the Rays. Um, no offense to any Rays fans out there, but, you know, it's just not the same prestige. So, oh, so I would go from... with what? As I said, Tops from Rookie Autos. Yeah, Tops from Rookie Autos. Also that. Those are good ones to search after. I'm just trying to see his Sapphire card, the non-update. Um, ooh, uh, it, it is in a raised jersey. And the last one sold for fifty dollars. Seems like a pretty nice buy to that's me. That's a pretty nice buy. But again, you got to remember, we've got Wander Franco there now. That takes True. up everyone's bandwidth. It does. It does. Um, Nate, how about uh, Mullins? Can you repeat his thirty thirty year? Yeah, so Cedric Mullins had probably the most surprising 30 home run, 30 stolen base season in the history of baseball. Like, I don't think anybody saw that coming. And one thing that gives me pause is that the Orioles, who have a bunch of prospects ready to go, and Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall and Adley Rushman and guys behind them like Heston Kierstad and um, Colton Kowser and Kobe Mayo and Gunnar Henderson, a bunch of guys behind them, right? And they should be better sooner rather than later and Cedric Mullins should be pretty good on their next big team and yet they were rumored to be looking to trade him so I do question if even the Orioles think he will be able to keep it up and if the Orioles don't think that he can keep it up um maybe I don't either bad sign yeah and then I think I saw what about Alec Baum? Not sure if you have a ton of thoughts on Alec Baum, but he did have a pretty bad first season. He had a he had a really bad year last year. His the year before that was good. Last year was really bad. His cup of tea the year before was good, and then last year was really bad. And I don't know. He's one of those guys. And most most of that draft that twenty twenty one tops class um, is kind of a wait and see. You could put money into him right now and get him cheap, and one or two of them are probably going to hit and go up in price. But I think I'd rather wait till the start of the season, maybe see a good week and see who starts out hot and then be like, yeah, I might, you know, look at their numbers and be like, yeah, I think I might buy into him um, instead of buying into an Alec bomb right now. There you go. Um, I've never watched Happy Days in my life. Have you ever been to um, the mall? Uh, is it MKE Brewing? Sprecher Brewing? I don't know if it's Sprecher. It might be Sprecher. I don't think it's MKE. Or maybe it's Lakefront. One of those breweries. One of those breweries, um, their their brewing room was in Happy Days or something. So and they bring it up during the tour, but I can't I can't remember which one it is. But no, I've never actually watched Happy Days myself either. I yeah, I haven't. Uh, but I think that's how we're going to end it off here um, tonight. On It's Monday now. Well, actually, it's Tuesday for me, but Monday for you all. And uh, it's just so wild to me. 
And uh, I just want to thank everyone for coming in tonight. We had a pretty good discussion here about injured players and where to look. Um, I would say definitely do some research on injured players out there right now that you can maybe snag up um, and and see maybe in the baseball market, maybe it's soccer, maybe it's uh, basketball, football, who knows. Uh, but Magic, it was good to see you as well. And uh, do not forget, if you do want to go to the Mint Collective, uh, please go to themintcollective.com uh, and check out to see. I mean, obviously it's a trip but uh, to, to book and stuff, but – I mean, hey, if you're really into sports cards and this is your passion, this is part of your life, I mean, I would I would suggest going if you can. And um, we're excited to go. And then also, whatnot, uh, Nate's going to be live this week. He's actually going to be doing 6 p.m. Eastern time both days. Okay. Nate, we'll talk about that after. Both days, 6 p.m. Eastern time, Wednesday and Thursday. But that's all we got. Uh, thanks, thank you, everyone, for joining. Thanks for the great questions tonight. And also, we'll get that uh, destination shipped out to you. Uh, that was for Kyle. So thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you all next week.